Hello and welcome to Duelist Community Raw, episode 33. I just spent a couple seconds trying to think about a clever way to do this intro and nothing came to mind. So I just said, fuck it. And I'm just going to start and I'm going to see what I start saying. And, and me talking about the inability to come up with anything clever to say is where I'm starting with it, because sometimes that's what it's all about. It's about letting go of needing to say something perfectly and just fucking putting it out there and seeing what happens, finding out what you're capable of, seeing where it goes, because inevitably it's going to resonate with someone. And just because you think you said something weird or said something wrong doesn't mean you did. Doesn't mean someone else didn't get a shitload out of it. We never actually know. So let go of that need to settle on that false certainty of your perception of yourself and how other people are perceiving you because you're never right. It's never correct. So understand that and remain free. Keep fucking going. Throwing it out there. <laughs> and sometimes you don't need to say anything at all. And on that note, enjoy this episode of Dualistic Unity Raw, episode 33. Oh, I'm excited. What a fantastic day. I have to admit, it's so funny. Like this week has been just fucking mind blowing in terms of and, you know, it's funny, I don't use the word synchronicity anymore because it has so many unfortunate misunderstandings around it. But everything has just been on such a level of ease and fluidity lately in terms of just getting things done, things getting out at the right time, talking to people, running into people, having conversations that inform the next conversation. Like, it's been almost ridiculous how simple life has been lately in doing this. It's not that we're not busy and that there isn't a challenge or anything like that. It's not like our ambitions and our uh, endeavors aren't complicated, but it's just that there is this ease in that there is no rush. I was explaining this to somebody else the other day and I used the phrase that everything's just very smooth. Everything's getting done, but there's no rush. There's no need to get there at a certain rate. It very much just is, this seems appropriate now. This seems appropriate now. But at no point, because we're not going, oh God, there's so much to do. And oh God, it's all on me. And oh God, there's so many, like all that expectation, all that shit. There's no, none of that, oh God, poor me. And so there really is no hesitation to do the next thing. Because you're not in the way. You have no reason not to do the next thing. You could do something else. And sometimes you do. But most of the time you're just like, but that's just as fun in its own way, because I'm the source of my experience, not what I'm doing, what I get out of it. I love working like that. I love working like that. I love living like, like that. I love podcasting like that. Like even right now, I'm going on and on and on. I have no, I, no idea where I'm going at all. I'm just really enjoying the process of going on and on. And I have a podcast where people are voluntar voluntarily letting me do that. It's kind of like karaoke, right? Like People get nervous about karaoke. They're like, oh God, everybody's listening to me. My perspective is, you're willing to give me a microphone and listen? Great, strap in. It's a very different attitude, but it really is the absence of giving a fuck about how you appear to others. That's all it is. Who are you living for? Are you living for you? And if you are living for you, are you really living for you or are you living for the idea of you? Because there is a very subtle difference and it is the root of your toxicity. 
Yes. Yeah. No, things have, I don't know. They're starting to feel more and more fluid, I guess. Like they're, they're, it's just kind of moving from one thing to another, doing one thing to another with no, because as, as you said before, because we don't have a destination in mind, we don't have specific goals that we strive for. It's just where we're at always and, and how much attention can we give this thing that we're doing and it's gonna you know it's it's adding to the pile it's adding to everything that we're doing is everything that we're doing because as we say so often it's about the mentality that you embody along the way and so the things that you do are they're like expressions of the mentality that you're embodying like they're they're branches on the you being the root of that tree or your mentality being the the root or the trunk of that tree. So when we don't have that perspective, we get caught up in thinking that the things mean so much about us. And like the things are the, not the, I mean, they're, they're the like root of us is what we're doing and how we're being judged and how we're, how we're being perceived by everyone. But when you let go of that, that fear, of being perceived in any certain way that concern for your judgment or, or for your value improving or or decreasing there isn't so much concern for where it's going or, or the end of what it's going to turn into or what you're going to get out of it because your heart already whole in yourself and so without so much concern for that you can just be where you're at and that allows you to you know tap into that flow state with when you're not so concerned for where it's going, because you can't know where the flow is going. <laughs> you can't have any certainty about that. You can't cling to that idea that you should be in a certain spot, you know, down river, you're pointing to a spot. Like I need to end up at this spot at this time. And the river's like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like we're going to get there when we get there and you're going to get to the place that you get to when you get there. But you don't know what that is and you don't know how long it's going to take. But if you can let go of the wall of that river, trying to get to the spot that you think you should be, get there quicker, inevitably, get there easier, inevitably, you'll be whole in yourself when you get there. You don't feel like, oh, finally, I'm whole now. And all of a sudden you look over and, and someone accomplishes something more than that. And you're like, oh, no longer whole go in and out of that perception so often that we're always striving for it while we're always it. <laughs> That's really the, you know, what it comes down to is just how clearly you recognize that you're already it. And then, then you're always in that flow state because it doesn't waver anymore. You're not going up and down. You're not trying to be more the whole time, fearing you'll be less. That's, that's, it's a different track that you start existing on and that's where the flow lies. <laughs> But it's funny because you have to let go of your idea of the flow, of flow state as a whole, because it's funny. I could be in the middle of going through something and all of a sudden I'll, 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 I'll forget what it is I, I, or I won't be able to or, or I'll hesitate or I, is that not flow state? Or is it just not up to my idea of flow state? Is that not possibly the perfect impact for somebody else who may be listening, who does tend to hesitate? who does tend to worry that they're not in flow state because of doing something like that. See, it's never what we think it is. Just let yourself be. Just let yourself be. 
A mistake is not a mistake. You call it a mistake because your idea of yourself, but it's part of the process. We were talking to a guest earlier today. I'm not going to say who, uh, because the episode will be released tomorrow, but we were talking about the fact that so often we come to a point where we express something and then we're like, well, you know, I don't know if I really came up with that out of thinking about it. Like, it just kind of seems like a fluke. And it's like, no, it was the entire product of your life. Everything you've ever been, all the process you've ever went into through your life, all of a sudden came up to an insight as a result of everything you've went through. It may not make sense to you, but that's how it got there. And it doesn't make sense to you because of how you see yourself, how you view the process of thinking the experience of intelligence. You see it in a certain way, like you are accumulating intelligence rather than allowing yourself to be what you've always been, which is intelligence. So it becomes an entirely different game. Instead of trying to become something, you're trying to get out of the way with all of your habits of trying to become something so you can recognize what you already are and that's where your potential is. It's the funniest, most counterintuitive process. It really is. That all said, I wanted to mention something quickly because we're just getting into this episode. This is our call-in episode, which means that you can join us here on the screen right now for the next hour and a half or so. If you'd like to, just go to dualisticunity.com slash live. That's it. There's a form. You have to fill in some of the informations, agree to the terms, because of course you are going to be on an episode. This will become an episode after the fact, so you have to agree that we can use all of your insights and, and all of the things you'd like to share with us in that episode. That's really the only reason for the form. And so you can join us by Zoom link or you can call in once you've filled in the form, but it's that simple. And then you can join us for up to 10 minutes or so, shoot the shit, say anything that you'd like to. You can swear, obviously. So if you'd like to join us, please do so. Dualisticunity.com slash live. Yeah, one of, my, one of my favorite episodes that we do, the Colin Show is always... A lot of fun, whether it's, you know, questions or just someone coming to chat, wants to have a chat with us. That's that's what we're here for. But uh, yeah, I, th I think what you're saying before regarding intelligent versus intelligence, like that's kind of the difference right there is how you perceive yourself. Do you perceive yourself in the lane of being intelligent or not being intelligent? Or do you see yourself as being intelligence? Because then there's no measurement to intelligence it's just like the whole thing it's, it's the whole pond there's no way to have a better or worse part of the pond it's just sitting in that sort of space that can't be raised or lowered because it, it it just is what it is but as long as you're on the side of intelligent you know that you are something that is intelligent or not intelligent you're you're existing in the space that is very much just a spectrum and it, it goes up and down depending on how you perceive yourself, how you perceive that other people perceive you and all of those things. And it's dictated based off of ideas, you know, based off of thoughts and, and things that could never possibly measure the reality of you. It's strictly rooted in a fiction, in an idea. And so that's, that's all this conversation ever comes down to is how you perceive yourself in regards to intelligent versus intelligence. Like you're it, you're already intelligence manifests. Everything you're doing is perfect. No matter your perception, 
of what you're doing or how it's going or how you think it's being received. You don't know. You don't know how it's going to be perceived. You don't know how it's going to be received by everyone and everything else. And yet we spend so much time still judging as if we do. We just think that we can know. You never can. Never can. Ever. And yet, the one thing that you do know is that you are here now. That's all you know. And Andrew and I were talking about this briefly yesterday. That is such a very deep tunnel in terms of layers and layers and layers of willingness to question and willingness to be responsible for, willingness to, to face what our ego would love to say is impossible. And just in going down that subjective experience of being willing to see that you are the all of everything, you start to recognize more about everyone else. And why, by you are the all of everything, I don't mean your idea of you. See, immediately you're going to go, what, this person? No. See, because you see yourself as a small little part in a room, let's say, separate from the room. But that's just because you think you stop at your skin. But the fact is all the vibrations of your body, all the things that are happening, your heartbeat, all the thoughts, all the, the electrical transmissions through your brain, that's a constant hum. It's a constant vibration that is very much a part of the reality around you. It's shaking the air, it's shaking everything, whether you see it or not, because there is no separation. And it's just because the person next to you tends to think of themselves as just that little separate part. You don't recognize that you are both the same awareness. That there was no division outside of your discomfort at being the same awareness. Because that's really it. Are you willing to be everyone else? Are you willing to let go of your idea of yourself enough to recognize that you could be anyone? Because that's very much the case. Often we're like, no, I, I could never be like that. No, you could. You really could. But your idea of yourself puts you in a very narrow path that stops you from doing certain things because of that idea of yourself. If the idea were to change, those options would change. Your path would change. So the idea of yourself is very much what dictates what you think you'll do. But that idea can constantly change if you have the strength and the courage to let it. But if you do, all of a sudden you start to realize that you're far more than your superficial idea of yourself. Specifically thinking about Andrew Tate at the moment, because he's such a perfect example of this. The idea that he could ever be empathetic or more effeminate as he would look at it, that he could be, say, a nurturing father figure to a young girl, like his daughter, that he could ever just let down that attitude of being a you know, conquering male asshole. Like, he just resists it so much because so much of his value is wrapped up in it, right? And that's all. It takes courage to question yourself. It takes courage to let go of everything you think you need to be to defend yourself. See, and he doesn't see it that way. He sees vulnerability as weakness because he's afraid to be vulnerable. So he has to see it as weakness. So you see how all of his options are very much limited by his idea of himself and his attachment to that idea. Whereas if he were to let that go, he would find more insight. He would find more ability to empathize. He would find 
more intelligence at his disposal, if not for the ego that wants so badly to already think it's superior. Yeah, it's it's fascinating when you point out those things because I don't always even recognize it initially that all of the things that he says are weaknesses or or that a man should be or shouldn't be are things that he's not willing to face in himself or be himself. So by default, by design, it has to be something that's not a man because he sees himself in a certain way. He expresses that idea. He expresses the right way to be a man that just so happens to be his idea of himself. Like he just so happens to be describing what he thinks he is. Like that's all those guys do. Like so many of those guys that are like, this is what it means to be a man. You got to do this, have a wife, have five kids. You're like, wait, why five kids? He's like, cause I have five kids. And then like, and have three cars. Like, wait, why three? Cause I have three cars. It's like, they're just literally describing themselves. It's fucking hilarious. When you see that, you're like, bro, you start calling them out. You're like, dude, you're just describing how you see yourself, but it's always limiting. Like we have, and, and going to uh, the empathy point you're making that, People couldn't couldn't possibly see themselves as as Hitler, for example. That's like the go-to worst person on earth that people have. But you could have been Hitler. You could have. If you traded experience for experience, Adam for Adam, upbringing for upbringing, everything that happened to him that whatever led him to be him. And we're all starting from that same blank slate. And, and it goes... To the to the other side. Oh, I could never be Jesus. Oh, I could never be this super, I don't know, amazing, your favorite actor on earth. I could never be them. Because again, that limited idea of yourself. So it goes both ways from, from the side of, oh, I could never be that awful person to, oh, I could never be that amazing person because I, I see myself in this way. I rely upon that false sense of certainty in order to feel more comfortable and it's un uncomfortable for me to be able to see myself in another way. So I could never possibly be like any of those other things. It's like, yeah, you could. And it's, it's especially on the, you know, positive side, it's a lot easier to get there when you let go of what you think you are. You have the same capabilities as, as anyone else, really. <laughs> Cause, and, and when you, it's interesting because it could even be that kind of like, and this was a part of uh, everything everywhere all at once that I did uh, appreciate was the, uh, that they were able to tap into the skills that the other iteration of them developed over time. And it really makes me wonder, like, as we let go of how we see ourselves and, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm good at this, but not great. I out of a hundred, I'd give myself, you know, an 84 as we let go of, of that idea that that i am this at this how much more capability will we be able to tap into will we it's not to say that we immediately like no can be an expert pianist but as we let go of the idea that that we're not like you can get there a lot more quickly with everything that we do to a point that you know you let go to a degree like i don't know can you tap into other things when you let go of what you think you are or aren't 
That's a damn good question, isn't it? I think it's interesting because in everywhere, everything everywhere all at once, it was only skills that other versions of her had had, whereas we're not just the one person. See how it's immediately limited to other versions of Andrew or other versions of Ray? But there is no Andrew or Ray. So it's really other versions of everything that you're tapping into all the time, which includes all skill sets. But how much can we open ourselves up to that skill set? Obviously, we can open, our, open up ourselves to a greater degree to the mentality that is able to master a skill set more easily by being present, by being patient, by being enthusiastic. We can master that. And in that, we can learn very quickly because we're not in the way. So the process of mastery actually becomes way shorter. And we can do that just in practicing letting go of ourself and our idea of ourself because we let go of our limitations and the need to get anywhere and we immediately become more present. So the mentality at the root of all mastery of all things is always available to us. But collectively, as an individual collective, as it were, we're just starting to tap into that. Like most of our conversations on dualistic unity are the fact that we're never in that state of mastery or that state of flow, that we're always thinking about ourselves. We're always doing the exact opposite of what the fuck I just described, always. And so we are incredibly fragmented as a collective mind. It's so very difficult for us to hone all of our collective resources into any one intention because we are not in that. But I think, and I would posit, that it is within our capabilities as we change collectively, as we start to tap into that level of flow, that level of mastery, as we start to break down the borders between all of us and we start to share more freely all of our insights and everything starts to change in terms of our cohesion as a whole, I would almost posit that it would be easier at that point to tap in to things that normally right now we'd go, oh, you're a natural. I think it would almost be easy to do that with almost anything simply by virtue of the fact that we are working together more fluidly as a whole and I think would have more access to our collective intelligence because of that lack of friction. That makes sense. That would be pretty fucking dope. <laughs> but uh and and with the uh the practice of letting that go too like even that is a practice like the the ability to let go enough even if you can here and there like there there may be a degree to which you can practice that letting go that it's almost like as you're working on a skill you know you let go a little bit it's it takes x amount of time you let go a little say say you don't let go at all and you know you're begrudgingly going through learning the skill and it takes you 10 years and then you let go a little bit about your your idea of where you're at and it drops down to you know five years and that you'll let go a lot more and and you can get to the same point that it took you in 10 years when you had a certain idea of yourself you can get to that in a year or a year and a half and then it's like as you let go more and more could it be directly correlated to how quickly and you know is there a point on that scale where it can be immediate. I don't know. Makes me wonder. But it seems like at the least letting go just a bit about what you think you're capable of will certainly make everything that you do a lot easier. Plus, with just sticking with instrument, say 
you want to learn it in five or 10 years, but then you let go of, you know, what you're, you think you're capable of. And with that, so goes your wants to get to a certain spot, thinking that, you know, that getting there in, you know, four years and three months is the best case outcome, what's best for you. So with that, you let go of the expectation. So, you know, that, that process of learning the instrument has a lot to it as well. There's a lot of lessons there. And so as you're tapped into that, it's like just doing that one thing kind of fulfills so many other aspects of your life. And it's all just sort of you being the process, you being process as always, you're just tapping in and out of the mentality that allows that allows you to more easily tap into that, you know, being, being process. Cause if you are the idea of what you think you are, you're not so much process anymore. As you let go of that, you go back to being process and there's an ease to, I don't know, life existence with, with that. And like the friction is just the ideas that we cling to that false certainty about what we think we're capable of. It's always going to hinder us to a degree. And that leads us to another possibility though, doesn't it? Because what we're talking about is some future possibility where us as a collective have let go to a greater degree. And so we have access to, let's be honest, some cool fucking abilities. Let's just say, but that's all speculation. Okay. Fact is, and I'm going to direct this specifically at you, Andrew, but I can also direct it specifically at our listener, because I know many of our listeners have had this experience and this is very interesting to me. See, we're already one. Everything that's happening is already all of your intelligence in motion. But your intelligence, your experience of intelligence, as we've been discussing, is very much limited by your idea of yourself. So as you let go of your idea of yourself, you feel like you're becoming more intelligent. But when in fact you're tapping into your intelligence or intelligence, that already perfect, limitless intelligence that's already here. And so you are more able to change the flow by simply reflecting more of that intelligence. But as you do that, you have to understand that you're also tugging on the tapestry, which means that everybody else who lets go all of a sudden is contributing to you feeling more intelligent, aren't they? And so just by virtue of you expressing intelligence, you perpetuate and propagate intelligence, which actually enhances more of that intelligence that you are reflecting. And so it becomes this self-perpetuating cycle of awareness just waking up. But the question is, is everyone waking you up or are you waking everyone up? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, both and neither, as always. Who, who would be waking up that it isn't already me and who would be waking me up that isn't already me? So, but it, it does. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's like this one starts to to mess with my mind a little bit because as you recognize your yourself and everyone, you, know, you you have the perception of other people waking up, but it's just it's just you waking up, and it's almost like like being a I don't know if reality was a blanket, and it you recognize that you're the blanket it's like there's you know it's flat and then you kind of ah shit now i got like uh, there's like a 
there's like a part of it like a tent almost now i'm thinking of pants tent from Cur. is that from curb your enthusiasm or from seinfeld i don't know when a guy in his jeans it's like folded at the crotch area so then it looks like but it's not actually okay yeah you got it <laughs> that's what i'm imagining just on a blanket and now i've just fucked this analogy but whatever so as you recognize that you're you're just the blanket it's like there's a there's a sort of tent there. And the, I think that's the, where the proximity comes from. <laughs> damn it. Now I'm like, you're fucking erect penis coming out through a blanket. Oh, whatever. But I'm going to keep rolling with it. That's that's kind of the thing. I guess let's shift it over to pond because I'm not going to be able to get that image out of my head. And it's more like a, a drop in the pond, uh, a ripple as we like to use. And that ripple depending on the depth with which you recognize ah, i like this more because it has you can have a depth in in a pond and there's less erections <laughs> exactly i don't know have you ever seen a duck's penis though that shit is wild it's like a corkscrew right i can't yeah. say from personal personally walking up to the duck and going let's check this shit out but i've seen you know illustrations and whatnot don't ask it came up in an episode of the daily show and i'm like really yeah, yeah. No, I've I've Google imaged p- duck penis before. Uh, no shame, but <laughs> um, in a pond, you know the depth with which you recognize that you're it. You drop, drop the rock, <laughs> drop the rock into the pond, and the the weight of your recognition is equatable to the to the weight of the rock. And the bigger the weight, the the more the ripple that's made but then it's also having impact on everything else around you and every other droplet is having impacts and and weights throughout and and so it's almost like you're you are impacting the waves the ripples but you don't you also don't exist in a localized point so there's no pointing you can you can point to the beginning of the ripple but really that's just the pond expressing itself through you so you can't take credit for it and as soon as you do that ripple gets way smaller because it's it's you just you in the little spot it's like this tiny little bubble it's more like a bubble than a ripple at that point i guess bubbles would make ripples too but you know what i mean (laughs) yeah i like where you're going there for sure and it's better than where you started not better, but different. So, and I just wanted to let everyone know in the comment section who is watching right now, you can join us on screen. And obviously the conversation can go anywhere. Uh, dualisticunity.com slash live. And there's a form, you just have to fill in your information and then you will have access to a link or a telephone number that you can call in and join us for up to 10 to 15 minutes, depending on the queue that we have, of course. So at the moment, nobody has decided to jump into the arena and try out the conversation. More than likely, it had something to do with the duck corkscrew penis conversation, maybe. But we can veer back into philosophy or at least real-world application. But see, this is the whole thing, is how often do you tune into a show that's about dealing with all of our doubts, all of our fears, the entire world of spirituality, belief, religion, all that shit, existence as a whole, And you can have these conversations with enthusiasm and a certain degree of seriousness and still come back to corkscrew duck penises. 
And if that's not my favorite thing about dualist unity, then I don't know what is. Not not duck penises specifically, but our ability to talk about them and, and laugh about them while trying to dig into an insight that I'm having, kind of veer off for a second, have some laughs and, and come back to it. Because, you know, it's not about getting as deep as you possibly can. It's about being as free as you possibly can. There's no rules to that. You know, there's no guidelines to being free that then you're not free if you're following guidelines that's really what it comes down to so there can be no guidelines to freedom there are no rules to freedom there's sensitivity and and through recognizing the freedom that you are there is less perception of division between everything else and so there isn't you're not doing things for the idea of you so much anymore so then you don't need those rules because you're in the flow of things you don't have that you're not doing stuff for the limited idea anymore everyone else is as much you as you are so then you continue acting violence doesn't even seem like a, a op, not that it's not an option but just doesn't make any fucking sense anymore when you're interacting with yourself unless you're interacting with parts of yourself that don't recognize that there yourself and then you know shit goes down whatever but uh uh yeah even then though last resort right like that's the whole reason that one learns martial arts is not to use violence but to avoid using violence right it's and even in even a good sifu or a good teacher will tell you you should be able to possibly talk this down you know that's that's a big part of self-defense in my opinion is knowing how you can de-escalate a situation without necessarily immediately getting into that violent confrontation, because a lot of it is just fear. If you go into a situation, you feel intimidated, that fear is going to lead you to do something drastic and that's going to escalate the situation. And so being capable in yourself, again, knowing yourself, walking into a situation, knowing yourself and not needing to prove anything, not needing to get anywhere, but actually giving it your full attention will often de-escalate de things before they ever get to that violent situation, right? So that in itself is kind of like a superpower, you know, and one that, again, we don't really explore, but it's the reason that they've started, or at least that they were, I don't know how much of it, to what degree that this is the case now, but a lot of uh, police departments have started doing um, sensitivity training or they've started uh, requiring certain uh, cadets and whatnot to actually go to school to learn about psychology and to learn about, you know, attachment to learn about egotism and all of this stuff, because at least then they're going into the field with some degree of self-awareness, or at least that's the hope. Unfortunately, the school doesn't work like that. It's you know, a nice idea, but it doesn't always work that way because you can't force someone to be self-aware by forcing them period, right? So sticking them in a classroom all day and making them memorize something for fear of failing a test is unfortunately not going to create self-awareness, but it will create a frightened mentality that judges everybody else because it's being judged. You see how everything gets really fucking slippery, right? But it really is just, again, and I like how this came up with our guest earlier today, the mastery of flow state. I don't think that that is something that we have necessarily as a culture even started knocking on the door of, but I think that is where the miraculous lies. And the miraculous, as we've said before, is really just what our egotistical brain can't possibly fathom is possible happening, 
right? But how often does that happen? <laughs> That's the point. But we don't look at it as everything's miraculous because of course it's not like mind-blowingly miraculous, but those things do happen. And I have to wonder how much is just, the, it's just reality is much more than we think it is, but we limit it because we're almost afraid of what it could be without those borders, without that control. You know, I've often said this, especially to the new age spirituality crowd when they're like, I'm going to get superpowers. And it's like, you really want superpowers? <laughs> like, I think you need to play this out in your head and stop watching all the Marvel movies because there's a lot to that. Like, okay, let's say you get superpowers. Who else gets superpowers? The asshole down the street, right? Because that's not how that works. But the other point is the fact that if you were to be able to manifest anything you want right now, how likely is it you'd manifest what you're afraid of? Just think about it, because how afraid are you? And that's really the case. If you want superpowers, when you don't necessarily have a rein on who the fuck you are or what you're afraid of or what your, your motivations are. See, we lack awareness, we just want power. But I think, if reality has any kind of governor, I think it would almost be that, that our power is limited by our need for it. Yeah, and uh, that's got me thinking too. Oh man, like how much of reality is reflective of my state of accepting the reality of what I am? When it comes down to the depth of that, like everything that's happening right now in society, like it's all me. And so if I'm caught up in seeing me as something separate, as something super limited, like the spectrum on which I see that, is it directly reflective of reality mentality to a degree? Like how willing I am to accept being all of it. Like right now, where we're at, where we're at is where I'm at. Makes sense, right? Yeah. That everything is perfectly appropriate to where you are in your journey because you are not you. You are everything. So it's all your journey. It's just that we tend to look at it as Andrew's journey, right? Or Ray's journey. But there is no Andrew or Ray. There's just what is. There's just the journey. Um, I just wanted to mention, because for some reason I can't post to YouTube live in the comment section at the moment. I don't know. Um, if you would like to join us on this call-in show right now, you can do so by going to dualisticunity.com slash live. We're going to be here for another hour. If you'd like to jump into the queue, there isn't one at the moment, so you can chat until somebody else would like to join. You get at least 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes to talk to us about anything that you would like to talk to us about. If you don't join us, then chances are we may default back to duck corkscrew penises. Uh, yes, join us. So, uh, And if you want to bring them up. You can talk about them too. If you're if you're as fascinated as I am when the first time that I saw one of those, I was like, damn, does that mean that the vagina is a corkscrew too? <laughs> or the inverted corkscrew? <laughs> I guess uh, that would make I'm really sense. I'm glad that we're fleshing this out. Like, I think it's really important to the community that we finally 
uncover this part of the conversation because honestly it's not addressed enough in spiritual dialogue ducks especially as well as everything that goes into reproduction for ducks because personally i mean i was pretty amazed when i found out i'm not gonna lie i'm just like really that's crazy and it gave me a whole other appreciation for all the shit that exists in reality like, you got to consider like that's pretty weird <laughs> not not we're sorry no no offense to duck listeners i'm just saying but you know when it comes to the reality that i'm familiar with it would be weird and i love that point of view don't you though like if you were to think about it aliens coming down to earth one day we'd be like oh god they look so weird but they would think the exact same thing about us is that we look fucking weird why because what you think is weird is very much based on what you're used to that's it like there are cultures right now that regularly make insects a part of their diet almost everybody in north america right now ah! but insects are actually better for you than vegetables to a very large degree why well because insects are right in there getting right at the nutrients of everything that the vegetable is producing so they're better for you at the end of the day i hope you're happy i've switched topics <laughs> Oh, that is a fantastic. I did. I did just want I need some closure on this. I did just want to share what I did find while Ray was Ray was chatting. Uh, only recently did scientists discover that some female ducks have long corkscrew shaped vaginas that spiral in the opposite direction as the male's member. This allows the female to fight back against undesirable, notoriously aggressive males since the dust, duck's penis won't fit so easily. So. Well, damn. Interesting, huh? Nature protecting itself. That's fantastic. That's pretty damn cool. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Because ducks can be aggressive. I've I've watched ducks. It's it's kind of an interesting and I'll I'll go back to uh where you were going with uh shit. Now I forgot where where you so you'll have to remind me, but I sometimes sitting and just like just watching ducks just at a pond. It's fascinating to see like they're having an experience you know just as deep of an experience as as you are just through a different perception and uh yesterday just on the topic of animals too i was because you said uh you'll notice when your animal shifts when you're thinking about yourself versus not and i was super baked last night and i went and worked out because i wanted to i basically like smoked a bunch because i wanted to try working out high for the first time well i had a while ago and i hadn't in a little while so i uh i did that and that was that was pretty wild but afterwards i was like it's getting more and more high i guess more and more relaxed i guess is really what it comes down to and when i got home i just like lied next to my dog and, and pet her for a while and i was like really letting go like i was i was bordering on staring into the void and it i was like hmm, trying to trying to not trying to, but wondering about, you know, telepathy and communicating with my dog. And there was a point definitely where, cause it's not words cause they're not using language. So it, you're not, they're not saying phrases to you, but like I was, I was lying there just kind of next to her and just like really staring into her eyes, like not thinking about anything, letting, letting myself go. And there was definitely something something there for sure it wasn't phrases it wasn't words because i knew she didn't she hasn't learned language but there was definitely a 
communication that it was still my mind that I was tapped into. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. From my experience, it's very much like the sharing of the subjective experience, like it's images and feelings and, and, and intentions and emotions and that whole thing. It's almost like that's being shared. Right. And it's not about language, but I think that's kind of it is that it just got me thinking, like you were saying, that's not how they think. That's not even how we think. That's the point. We don't think in language either. We translate into language for our ego. We conceptualize the process of intelligence so it can be understood and used by our fucking ego. And that's it, right? It's not that we think in language because you don't. You don't think in language. You'll think about an after the fact in language or you'll translate your thoughts in language. But the fact is you're always processed. You're always learning. That's why all of a sudden you'll be walking down the street and a memory will pop up. You didn't force that. It was already happening, right? And then you gave language to whatever it is you were going through, perhaps by having an opinion of it. But we don't think in language either, which is why the first years of our life, we're still learning, even though we don't know language. Oh man, that uh, just hit me too. Like thinking back to memories and how we perceive things. Like every memory is going to perceive different, be perceived differently when you're not you in the memory. When you recognize that everyone in that memory, whether it was traumatic or enjoyable or or whatever, was you also. And like you can, so you can have just such a different perspective of of everything and. Even just like, as you, as you said, you know, memories happen and you don't force them to happen or you don't choose that they happen. And I just had like a rush of some memories hit me, but I was seeing it from the perspective of being everyone in it. And so it, it almost neutralizes all of the memories. And that's, oh, I've never seen memories like that from the perception of being not just Andrew in them but everyone else and the impact of all of that. Oh man. Oh boy. <laughs> the full experience, yeah. but the full experience, which means that everybody that was there, that was, was a part of it. Everybody was impacted by it. And as long as you're not getting caught up in the character, then all you're recognizing is that you're processing the full experience all the time. All right. That's all of it. That's, that's what you are. You are processed, but we narrow it down to a narrow stream that's relevant to our character that said we have somebody in the queue now i do want to mention to everyone else that again you can join us here on the screen and chat with us up to 10 to 15 minutes or so uh, just go to dualisticunity.com live and there's a form you fill it in there's a zoom link and a phone number that you can use and you can call in and join us uh, we're going to move on to our first guest. I'm gonna let Andrew speak for a few minutes while we let them in. Uh, just one second. All right, sweet. I'm excited. Uh, we've got Aaron joining us. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> Good to hey, see I'm you. still trying to figure this out. <laughs> no, no worries. Me too, <laughs> always. <Dad. laughs> And we appreciate you joining us today. You're yeah, the first never, person to call in. 
Are you serious? No, I've um I've never used Twitch or anything. So I saw in the Discord and I was like, oh, okay, how do I get in here? I'm too old for this. So no, I got it. I did it. <laughs> That's great. Would you like to chat about anything specifically or would you like to just hang out with us for a bit? Um, I was actually just hoping to kind of listen and hang out and see what people had to say. I do have to say thank you for the the duck um information because I actually did not know the female duck information. So um, that actually made me quite happy. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, no, nature uh, protecting itself. So um, just because we do do uh, groups, just to just to clarify, this is just a, a single person call in. Oh, gotcha. Type show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no worries at all. Like you're very welcome to hang you're out with us now didn't have anything you wanted to share, you know, an experience recently that you had or whatever, feel free. Um, and this is on, on Twitch and people Just watch it. Making on it Twitch. super awkward. I love that. I love that. Oh, um, this is perfect. <laughs> no, that's okay. this, this is great. I'm learning how to use this. This is fine. Um, no, I don't really have anything in particular, I guess, just I'll take the opportunity while I have you just to say thank you for everything that you posted because <laughs> I know like I started following your account, Andrew, quite a while ago, and I see things on there all the time. Like I'll, I'll usually comment, be like, oh my gosh, pin this because they, it, sometimes people say things like in this, all it takes is for someone to say something differently to really click with me. And you tend to somehow always do that. So everything you say just really resonates with me and really clicks with me. So I just want to say thank you for that because I really do appreciate it. Thank you. I mean, that's, that's on you for resonating. So that's <laughs> fucking awesome to hear. I, I can't take, I can't take that, credit, but yeah, yeah <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you very much and appreciate your appreciation and glad you were able to find dualist community as well. Cause this is, this is where all the good stuff is. I, I enjoy the social media videos and whatnot, but you know, it's tough to really get a, I don't know, get a mentality across in a 60 second mm -hmm. video. And so that's why I really enjoy and appreciate dualist community and this opportunity, especially, you know, calls like this, being able to just <laughs> interact with as many people as we can. So I love our, our group chats and everything that's kind of come along regarding dualist unity as a community, not mm -hmm. just as dualist unity with Andrew and Ray, because it is so much more now. So yeah, I, I appreciate you and you informing all the insights that arise within all of us. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Okay, I'm good. I'm gonna header just to give other people space, but um, we appreciate for letting you being me join. Here. Hey, no worries. <laughs> we do this every two weeks, so feel free to join us again if you have a question next time. Wonderful. If, if not, no worries. Join us anyway because this is really all it's about. Like, we're not looking to put on a certain show. We just want to hang with everyone, and this is the best way for us to do it until we can have more live events and whatnot. So, no, we appreciate mm -hmm. you being here. And then uh, on Patreon, if you get a chance, we also do roundtable episodes every second Tuesday, so you can join us. Oh, perfect. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Now we appreciate you joining us, Aaron. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. And I just want to mention, because there's a lot of people in the comments section going, I'm going to jump in. Do it jump in <laughs> because why not there's nothing expected of you obviously i mean if anything you're just going to give us something to discuss that we're not discussing right now because if left to our own devices it could go anywhere as this episode very much is evidence of aha we have somebody here and this is a person actually that we know andrew i'm going to just send you a brief 
summary of what they would like to talk about. I'm stoked because they're one of my favorite people to talk to. They're often in our Patreon groups and uh, I'm just gonna let her in. All right. Jade, what's up? Hell yeah. Thanks for jumping in. <laughs> hey. I am freaking out because I hate videos, but here I am. I'm so glad. That's great for sure. And and again, you know, like we appreciate you being here. You're not stuck here for the whole episode. You're here for like 10 minutes so we can just shoot the breeze. You know, talk about anything. But for everybody who doesn't know, Jade is a regular part of the Dualistic Unity community. She is often sharing insights with us in our group discussions. And so we're very happy to have her here today. Uh-oh. I don't know what happened. Is it working? Yeah. yeah. You're still here. Are you okay. here? Right. Yeah, sorry, I'm here. I just, it was like echoing. Um, okay, so I put some stuff in the comments, but then I was like, just, just being, just being. And what I got was talking about was like what I wanted to kind of talk about because today I realized how much I was judging myself. Um, so I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. And then um, just kind of going on with Erin, who was on prior just there. Um, how she talks about like your clips and all that. That's what I do. I love that. Like I clip a lot of your stuff and it helps me just re remember certain things, just bring me back to the present. So I do appreciate that. And I, um, yeah, I agree with everything Aaron was kind of saying. Um, but yeah, judgment, uh, I didn't realize like, so I've been just dealing with a lot of anxiety uh, lately. Um, and I think a lot of it does come from just the expectation and the worry of what others are thinking but then it really comes down to what I'm thinking. So, and um, just kind of sitting in with that, it's very painful and really hard to kind of like, I guess, work through. Um, and I just don't know how to, um, I don't know, just yeah, not even worry about just being, because now I'm trying to, so I'm so thinking about the judgment, right? Like I'm working through that, that's an area. And, um, but like, how do you stop those constant thoughts that are, um yeah so you i don't. i don't know that's that's some processing and you don't stop them ah you don't and, and so i'll give you an example i'll walk down the street and i can still hear every potential judgment that i would make against myself and i'll still put them onto other people the difference is i know i'm doing that see that's the thing that's all that's changed is that i know i'm doing it i know my brain is doing that i know it's doing it out of uh reflex it's trying to defend itself it's trying to figure out what its value is it's trying to figure out where it fits in the story and all that stuff it's just that i don't take it seriously i so just know that it's my brain okay so having compassion almost for that in a way that's what's coming up right now like compassion in, and patience in but it's still yeah it's just painful i guess to realize that <laughs> at, at, at first it really it really is like there's you almost want it to be personal <laughs> like you almost want something to be wrong like it couldn't actually just be that this machine's working against me and it really is and that's all it is and, and once you get it you'll get that stride and you'll start to laugh at it you'll actually have those moments you're probably already having them and i know you are from conversations where we have had where you went oh fuck i'm taking myself seriously again and then you kind of have a little like huh, and you move on and that's it. It's just learning to do that over and over and over again. Just recognizing the game hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, <laughs> just the game of life. I keep saying the river of life, like the go with the flow, just be uh, relax, like lean into it. Um, true. They never go away. I guess I'm just wanting someone to say they will. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> okay. That's fine. It's fine. I guess we're all going through that. You know, we're all going through it. It just, that's been, I just, yeah, a bigger realization that just keeps coming up. And like I said, I, I serve, right. Bartend a lot and you see a lot of people. And I did like four back-to-back days this, this weekend, like four straight, like 12 hour days. And I came out of it and I was like, whoa, like my brain almost has to kind of slow it down because in that process, you're also, um, yeah, you're just kind of going into it, trying not to over, almost overthink, but trying to reflect and just, yeah, I, I'm a thinker, you know me, I'm a, I'm a thinker. Um, this is also, yeah, you know, <laughs> off topic too. What do you guys think about, like, I was just diving into some of my old stuff before, because I, I used to do a lot of journaling and reading and affirmations and things about like the laws of karma and I came across these like random 12 laws and again I don't know laws whatever but just wanted to see what you guys were thinking about like so like the law of responsibility the law like the great laws like as you sow you shall reap um kind of like law of cause and effect kind of like to receive happiness peace and love and friendship one must be happy peaceful loving and anyways I used to really like abide by these things and I just it's interesting so I'm like is it a story is it a narrative around right? These laws, one of them is like the law of change, like history repeats itself. Um, unless we learn the lessons, we need to change our path, which you guys kind of talk about in a different way. I feel, I don't know, the um, law of giving and hospitality, kind of like law of connection, law of growth, like where you go, there you are. Hmm? So I was thinking, I'm like, I think I've just now shifted a little bit of my thinking around these things, but before I would have taken them literally, um yeah so it's just something to come up with yeah oh yeah no i i totally hear you i think it's it's more so they're not like totally off the mark but we kind of put the cart before the horse like those are things that happen through letting go of what you think you are and your perception of yourself that can be judged and measured and all these things as you let go more and more of that you let go of all the the things that come with it as well and so adding happiness or like getting reaping what you sow whatever like as you let go of the need for those things you have everything that you need by default of letting go of the things that you need because you no longer need anything and therefore you have everything you need because there isn't anything that you need sort of thing. And, and it's, it's like degrees of that. I see it as almost, and everything's happening perfectly because everything's always happening perfectly. And it's just your perception of how you think it should be happening. That's cutting you off from recognizing that it's always happening perfectly. And so that's more where they're coming from, but then they say it like, you get what you want. Just tell yourself you already have it. It's like, why do you want that thing? Like it's coming from a very distorted, egotistical, caught up in the illusion of division type mentality that it's like, Hey, you're not wrong, but you're coming at it from a point of view. That's so distorted and caught up in the perception of you being what you think you are. And so when you let go of that and start seeing yourself as not just what you think you are, those things make a lot of sense, but you have a much different perspective going into them. Oh, I have nothing to add to that. I thought that was perfect. Yeah, it's so true. 
get out of your own way, right? Get out of your own way. Yeah, I, I'm always wary about laws, and and the only reason is because everything is is probability to some degree, like subjectivity and, and probability, like that whole idea of like you'll have peace when you are peace. It's like okay, first of all, what does that mean by peace? Does that mean that just because you're at peace, nothing's going to go wrong? Bullshit. Bullshit. Like there's no way that's happening. It's just our urge to have control, right? But it does mean that when things go wrong, you won't lose your shit. So you'll yeah. still be at peace. And I, I think I used to equate peace with like comfortability. That's a big one to swallow. That's hard. Like that's, that's, that's real. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I just want to be comfortable. Like, I don't want to be uncomfortable emotionally, oh. physically, mentally. And you're right. And then you, you kind of lose your balance. The, the chair leg wobbles off and oh my God, the whole chair. I don't want the whole thing. To, yeah. It's geez. <laughs> so a big part of it is recognizing how strong you are, how strong you've always been. The fact that you've weathered so much so far, despite not having that clear idea or rather having that clear sense of who you are. Yeah. It takes a shit ton of strength. Like we feel like we've been defeated, but you're holding up a fucking building, right? Like and people don't take it that way, you know? And so all of a sudden now you're unloading all this extra weight, all that strength remains. Like all you need to know is that life's going to be challenging and you can do it because you are life. It's just the idea of yourself. That's made you think you can't. It's the reason everything's been so hard, right? But all of that strength is always there. But you can't, as long as you're avoiding the challenge, you can't, you can't see it. You're not giving yourself the opportunity to reveal it. And that's why you don't really know it's there. What a trip. <laughs> what a trip, I would say. But thank you, because it always gives me the insight and the, the kind of gives me clarity to really reflect to in these conversations. So thank you, guys. We love having you here, Jade, for sure. And again, anybody who would like to chat with Jade and the rest of us at any point in the future can do so on Patreon, patreon.com slash dualistic unity. She's often in our groups as well as a bunch of other amazing people. And we love having these conversations. Yeah, no, Patreons, um, that's amazing. It is absolutely phenomenal. I really like them. I always try to like work around my schedule to, to make it happen best I can. And honestly, that's it's great. So thank you. Hope to see new people there. Thank you, Jade. We appreciate it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. That awesome. Ah, it's always nice to see Jade and the rest of our Patreon supporters and, and the people in our Discord and all of our community. It's nice to see everyone is what I'm saying. I love people. I love versions of myself. It's taken me a long time to really understand what that means, which applies actually to our next guest and her question. Uh, this is another member of our Patreon community. So I'm very excited to welcome Brittany. All right. Hell yeah. Hey, Brittany. Brittany, oh, how you doing? Oh, hey, is my camera on? Not yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Now I got it, I think. We right? can definitely see you. It's nice to see you. Welcome. Okay. Uh, um. So I kind of forgot already what I like wrote. <laughs> I can tell you right now. But, how to see yourself okay. in a close loving family member that you cannot see yourself in. How to deal with that. Okay. Yeah. So my therapist said that I need like a couple sessions with her to like go through this. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, so my, um, my brother and I, my only other, uh, my only sibling, 
Um, we're very close. We always were. Um, never really had any like, like I went, you know, really close, right? Okay, so. So as soon as he uh, moved to New York City, he started being a little bit different. Um, he wanted to be referred to as like they, them, um, like told me certain things. And I'm like, cool, like whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't really find judge judgment in it, like whatever. And I didn't really like think about it or know like what that really even was like back then. But now I've like kind of educated myself a little bit, but Anyways, um, I could look past like all of that and stuff and just be like, okay, like I don't understand it or whatever. It's fine. But um, when, so him and I, our mom got diagnosed with breast cancer in 08 and um, we made a pact back then, like a brother, sister bond pact um, that no matter what, where we are <clears throat> in our lives that we would help each other like with the funeral services the after you know like the after stuff and everything because we kind of knew it was gonna happen we just didn't know of course like when um <clears throat> anyways sorry <laughs> um but it was after so he basically when mom got my mom got sick the last like she was told six to eight weeks left right so I like called him because I live in Florida he lives in New York City and, um, like it sucked because I could like, I had a gut feeling. I was like, he's not going to come up. He's not going to come. He's not going to be there. And I understand that we both had different relationships with our mom. I've been very open to that, of course. And like super understanding. Um, but the thing is, <clears throat> I was like, if you don't feel comfortable going to the funeral, which is where we do the whole religious stuff, I'm like, you don't have to go. But it would mean the world to me if you could just come to the celebration of life party that it's going to be more of a party and like good energy and I'm hosting it. And it would mean like a lot for me if you definitely for sure came that day, like even if it was just you flew in for a day because um, it's literally a two hour flight. Uh, so, yeah, um, so Blah blah blah. Fasting, fasting forward. Um, he didn't come to anything. He, oh, it was like so hard because I had to plan everything myself. It was like um, just a really super bad emotional time for me because <clears throat> I never thought that he would do that to me. Like, um, I'm not sure like what I did for him to like be like, oh, psych. Like, I like. I'm not going to be there for my sister, you know, like I can respect that, like mom and him had a different relationship and maybe you don't want to go, but like, also like, can you like a part of me maybe is being selfish because I'm like, maybe I am being selfish because I ha am having an expectation of my brother and this pact we made and I'm trying to see it and I just can't friggin' see it and I'm it's like I'm trying so hard to to see it but I'm like man I would never fucking do that like that's really fucking shitty like I can't imagine being that shitty of a fucking person to be honest with you I hear you um so and yeah so I just don't know how you guys I'm in the beginning stages I'm sure you guys probably have a a 
a podcast on this or an episode on this. I mean, um, but I'm still like, I'm a new member, which by the way, anyone watching fucking do it, just do it. Like I started as a $5, uh, the $5 one. And right now, like last night I was having so much fun with the last like conversations that I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Tier two upgrade. (laughs) But yeah. So anybody watching like, this is awesome. And it's almost like, um, a mini therapy, like for me personally, I'm just so you know. But yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I had to give no, that shout out. <laughs> I appreciate it. We very much appreciate it, and we look forward to having this discussion with you after this call in as well, because this is going to be a long, involved conversation for sure. <laughs> um, so, the first thing is well done. You've got a big part of the piece, which is that unfortunately, the reason it does hurt so much is because of expectation to some degree, but that expectation has a justifiable root, which, which is again, that you made a pact and, and that he was in a different state of mind at the time, but it's not personal. I think that's going to be the hardest part of what I have to say to you right now is because we almost want it to be personal because at least then they're thinking about us, right? To, to recognize that it's not personal is to recognize that they lack the capacity to think about you. It's not that they're doing it to fuck you over. It's not because you've done something. It's because their head's so far up their ass that all they see is shit and they don't see you. And it's really important to recognize that. It, it, it hurts at first because we would almost prefer that it was personal because at least then they're thinking about us, right? But it's not. Oof, oof, yeah. Right? That's good. So yeah. take that in. And, and, and again, the expectation thing, you're not wrong, but that expectation is almost justified because of everything that you're going through. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it's a shitty thing to do, but I am going to encourage you to try and put yourself in a state of mind where you were so wrapped up in your own doubts and fears and need for validation and need for value and need for a sense of control that you couldn't see anyone else. That doesn't make you a shitty person, but it certainly does make you act in a shitty way. So it's not personal and it doesn't define your brother either this is something that he could change in the future but that's not something you should expect last thing and i'll pass it to andrew it's so very easy to forget that people don't think like us we do so much work on ourselves that we actually start to think everybody else is doing it too that's not the case but that doesn't mean you should stop okay yeah thank you I, I honestly don't have a whole lot to add to that. Um, I think uh, an important, it's something I will add, I guess, is just the distinction between fault and responsibility. Like at the end of the day, the tough pill to swallow is that we are responsible for us and, and for our internal state, but that in no way means that it's our fault for the the happenings in our reality. But you know, as they say, it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you respond to it. And so your brother's actions, they don't have to do with you. They're not your fault. They're not. And, and even, you know, the, the entire situation absolutely is not your fault, but the, the way that you respond to it is your responsibility. And so it, it's finding that balance, letting go of the idea that it is personal to you, but also understanding and, and recognizing that the expectations do oftentimes breed disappointment. They, they kind of go hand in hand in a lot of ways, which sucks to recognize, but is also kind of empowering too. It's like, oh yeah, it does. It does come down to me. There is, there is a root here. And once you see it, it's a little bit, it, it gets a little bit lighter. I think a little bit easier to deal with that recognition. Cause 
usually it, it causes you to be in a state that kind of sucks. Like you don't feel great. And at least in recognizing that it may not feel, it may feel even worse initially, but, but that's how the healing begins with it and the letting go. Um, so it does get easier once you do recognize that. Okay. Thank you. Don't judge yourself for having the expectation. I think that's the biggest thing. Like understand, like when you're going through the pain, it's so tempting to go, fuck, I put myself here, but I shouldn't have, don't do that. Don't do that. Like you, you didn't know. And, and it, again, it was a justifiable expectation with somebody who was in a different mindset at the time. Right. Well, the thing, the thing was though, that, um, the six weeks before whatever, um, she, um, yeah, he promised her to like, she got, yeah. And me again, like reiterated that pact, but yeah. So I forgot to say that. No, I, I appreciate it. Um, you may enjoy our community topics episode on people pleasers. People okay. Who say things I think I've seen that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> but, uh, Brittany, thank you so much for joining us. It's always nice yeah. to have you here. I look forward to connecting with you in about 45 minutes. Just so everybody knows, we're going to be joining yeah. uh, everybody else on Patreon in 20, in 45 minutes, patreon.com slash dualistic unity. Thank you. Yeah. Brittany, always Bye. Talk to you Bye. soon. always nice to connect with community members it's great and it's it's interesting i'm glad that Brittany came in and spoke to us about that because we don't have a topic about we don't have an episode about that specifically because how could we there are so many different situations different dynamics with family members friends right it's so difficult to address everything and we have 148 episodes this is going to be episode 149 i believe right and most of them are an hour and a half to two hours long, and we still haven't covered even a fraction of a percent of all of the shit that we're all going through. And we can't. This is why the show is ongoing, is because we want to be here with you. We want to be here for you to the best of our ability. We want to be here as you in whatever appropriate way is required for your journey. So that all said, we have another person in the queue. We have a few, actually. And so I just want to remind everybody in there, be patient with us. We are doing our best. Uh, this would be Jake. Jake mentioned that he had a comment in the comment section, but I don't know what that was. So he's going to share it with us. All right. Awesome. Jake, what's up, man? Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Sorry. Um, I'm on my phone right now, so I'm not going to use the camera if that's okay with you guys. No problem at all. What can we do for you? Okay, so um, about three years ago, it's sort of like what Andrew described, like kind of what happened to him. Um, I went through this week where like I had all these like really intrusive thoughts, but they all seemed like true thoughts, like about the universe and stuff like that and about like the lack of control we have and like I just didn't know how to feel about it and it made me like super bogged down and super depressed because sort of how you guys have like covered I feel like in society there's like a lot of expectation to become someone or something you know and so yeah like for a while I was just trying to do that and like nothing was helping and like basically then I discovered you guys and then 
I think I grasp it. Like, I think I get it. And everything was like resonating with me super well. It's just that I haven't been super great about like sticking with it. Like all of like what you guys are talking about, like, um, for instance, like, um, just allowing myself to be in the present moment and stuff like that. And like, I think I get it. Like I watched a, an episode recently. It was like called going forward and it was one of your guys first episodes and like that made me realize that i didn't get it at first because it was all conceptual in my mind and like now i'm now i feel like everything is actually real like everything is making sense but it's still been a little hard for me to like keep applying it because it's almost like i don't feel better like right away so my question to you guys is do i stick with it like like how is it supposed to work? I guess. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, so have, have you ever had an, uh, any, any kind of uh, substance addiction? Do you smoke anything like that? Uh, no, 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 like major addictions. No. Okay. So anything habitual, let's just say you do something as a habit over and over and over again, whether it's a daily routine or something like that, it just kind of becomes familiar. Uh, you have been thinking about your idea of yourself for your entire life. I know as a parent, we teach you how to do it. And, and then school teaches you how to do it more. And then you end up in the world. And so you have uh, an entire lifetime of synaptic programming that's working against you. So for a little while, it really is going to feel like crawling uphill because you're, you're, you're going through all these old habits and they're all going to continue to pop up. It's not about ever getting it so much as understanding it and reiterating it to yourself over and over and over and over every time those old habits pop up, because the only way to one day silence them or at least make them irrelevant is to remind yourself that they're not the truth but you have to do that all the time. And they're never going to agree. They're never going to go, oh yeah, I'm good being disempowered ever. You have to stick to it. But I'll tell you right now, the hardest part is the beginning. The hardest part is, is doing it for that first six months to a year consistently. But I mean, consistently, you have to be watching for how much you're trying to satisfy a need that's not there, a need for control, a need for comfort, a need for uh, consistency or certainty, a need for security. All that stuff, that's all your thoughts are trying to do is trying to create some illusion that you know what the fuck is going to happen or who you are. And just, just know that, that they're never going to stop and that it's never the truth. And as long as you practice that, it will get lighter and lighter and lighter until one day. And I say this after 20 some odd years of being on this path, after a decade of suicidal self-loathing, that one day you'll forget what it's like to even be where you are. You will okay, actually that's... feel better. That makes a lot of sense then. Thank you. Yeah. Cause like what you said, like six months and a year, like, yeah, for me, I've just been giving it like a week, two weeks. And it's like, I don't feel better <laughs> because you're right. It's like, it's hard to be super, like, I don't want to say rigid, but like almost like rigid with yourself about it. You know what I mean? I do very much but there's empathy in there right like as much as you're going to be cutthroat with yourself you're also going to have to recognize like right i've got a lifetime of programming no wonder this is hard give yourself some space okay yeah thank you guys so much yeah absolutely yeah and it's, it's not that you have to be something too because like how our brain works is it always is trying to settle upon a certainty and so it can start to create this idea that you're someone who is working on these things and you got to be that all the time and it's not it's, it's a different type of thing. Cause when I first 
even when I first heard Ray say you always got to stay on the ball immediately, I was like, well, shit, I better stay on the ball all the time. Like that sounds like it's effort and work. And it's, it's the letting go of that. It's like, even right there as immediately as you're like, Oh, do I have to stay on the ball? It's like, let go of that right there. That idea that you have to be something. And that's the, the staying on the ball is the lack of a fear of falling off of it. Cause you're always on it. That's the craziest part is you can't fall off the ball. You can just have the perception that you're falling off the ball. So as you perceive yourself to fall off the ball, you question that and that's being on the ball because you can't fall off the ball. And so it's just kind of like that constant process of it, but there's, there's benefits to it. It's not this, this process where it's just like grind, grind, grind all the time. Like you start to feel more free eventually, but a lot of times it's, it's, recognizing that dips and lulls are a part of that process of becoming more free in yourself. You're going to continue to go through shit. It's not about not going through shit. It's not about not going through lulls. It's not about not having shitty weeks. You still have shitty weeks when you're more free in yourself. You still go through shit. All that stuff that you've spent your whole life trying to avoid are still all there. You just take it more lightly. Your, your perspective of them shifts and so therefore the weight that you give them shifts and therefore you're freer in yourself but nothing about things change especially not right away eventually that process of letting go of the concern for the things that are happening changes the things that are happening because you're something that's happening and you're it and so as you shift everything shifts and but that doesn't happen as quick as our ego would like it to we have this sort of uh, cerebral timer on things. And they say it takes, what, three to four weeks to build a habit. Like our mind doesn't even like that. It's like, oh, that's that's too long. And and there's a process there, but it, it enforces itself. It's a, it's a self-refining process. As you stay on it, it gets easier to stay on. Um, but it, it's understanding that it's not going to, getting better is not an immediate thing. Feeling better is not usually the initial process to getting better. Feeling better is the byproduct of going through the shit that allows you to get better. So as you go through that, it does get, it absolutely does get easier, but it's not going to seem like that for a little while, just because you can't settle on that certainty that allows you to be feel comfortable or some semblance of comfort for such a long time, but also enforced all of the suffering that you experienced as well. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yeah, that really actually that being here. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. That that's really important to me then. Cause like, yeah, like I said, I I'm not I haven't been super good. Like I've been I've been good at being like talking to myself, you know, like being rigid and stuff like that and like trying to be on the ball. But then how you guys said it's like since the since the results aren't immediate, it just I guess it was like a little bit confusing. Cause before all this happened, I was like, I was like I was a happy person sort of you know what I mean like like sort of like it was very like ego mindset but like there, like I had really high highs and really low lows and like stuff like that and yeah. so like I wasn't really familiar with going through depression and stuff like that so it's good to like learn about it not even like depression but just like learning about you know being a healthy person you know like take putting in the time putting in the work to actually see yeah. change happen well because that's when it sticks right that's exactly it so i do encourage you 
continue to go through season one if you can, because you may have noticed with me, it's all about the application. I have no, you know, love and light kind of answers to shit. I'm well aware that life is tough and that you got to go through it in order to find that strength. But uh, so everything I talk about is application. It's really not about believing shit. It's about going through it. So yeah, listen to season one, connect with us as often as you can. We're happy to be here for you, man. Thank you so much. All right. That's it. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Jake. We appreciate you being here. All right. Thank, thank you. you Bye. All right. See you, man. All right. Fuck. I I resonated a lot with that last thing he shared there, like being kind of happy, but going through the high, like the highs feel great, but the lows feel shitty. Like that's, that's where I was most of my life through that perception of myself. But uh, yeah, that was, Absolutely. I fucking love these conversations. Oh, call-in <laughs> shows. They're so much, they're so informative. They're so helpful. We have another person in the queue. We have two people in the queue. We're hoping that we can get to both of them. First one is Hugo. And Hugo, Hugo would like to discuss uh, the ego, specifically liking to talk to or in front of people and how the ego can be mixed in nicely there. Um, obviously, this is very much something that uh, Andrew and I can talk about because we talk in front of people pretty much all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're just waiting. He is joining. He may have a slow connection. I'm not too sure, but we're going to do our best. Um, yeah, I know that conversation was fantastic, but to discuss the subject that Hugo uh, wants to get into. I think the, the most important thing before we even get into it is recognizing if you need to be in front of people, if you need to have those accolades, if you need to get that high from people looking at you and all that, spend more time alone. <laughs> you know, cause that very much is it. You'll know if it's an addiction, if it's a high that you're chasing, then that's something you should be wary of. That that's really it, right? Like I like chatting. I like being in front of people, but, no more than I like being alone. Like, I'm not like, Ooh, I'm going to get people and they're going to love me now. Like none of that in any way is in any part of my consciousness. When I go to chat in front of people, like to me, there's no difference between being alone or being with people. So you see how it changes. Yeah. I mean, really it, it comes down to that perception of division. And so it doesn't much matter if you're with other people or by yourself. Cause either way, I guess, I've, for me growing up, like public speaking was always on the fear side, but I could, it's interesting to have that perspective of it being on the, on the addictive side, like people, you need to be seen in that way. And a lot of people that get depressed, I guess, do have a very positive idea of themselves for a very long time. And then that, as that shifts, as it goes away, like there, there's, I don't know, uh, inherent ramifications of that because i've i guess and people come at it from both directions but we all fluctuate through it to some degree and i guess for me it was always just coming from a negative idea of myself like it was always from the fear the concern like very much the fear of of judgment and there's a number of things that help with dealing with that but i think at its core it's recognizing that you're never talking to anyone but yourself so there are no others to judge you you know, they may judge the their perception of you or their idea of you, but that's their perception, their idea, their judgment. They have to live within that judgmental state. And uh, when you start to see it that way, that it's it's personal to them, it gets a lot easier. But all right, you go, you go here. I know we've got into it a little bit, but uh, you go. Good to see you.
Hopefully connection works. Are you with us, Hugo? Give it a few more seconds. If not, we will move on to the last person within our queue and try again for another day with Hugo. Oh, sorry, Hugo, apologies. All right, we will move on to the next person in the queue because we do want to keep this moving as we only have 15 minutes left. Renato, who wants to discuss, and I'm excited about this one, mushrooms and microdosing. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Right, we will move on to the next person in the queue because we do want to keep this moving as we only have 15 minutes left. Renato. Who wants to discuss, and I'm excited about this one, mushrooms and microdosing. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, hey, Renato. We're getting a little bit of an echo, I think, through. Are you getting that, Ray? My bad. I just uh, took it off my iPhone. Now I'm on my iPad. Sweet. Awesome. Great well, to have welcome. you here. You want to talk about mushrooms and microdosing? We are all about it. Yeah, that's, I figured I'd come here <laughs> to ask anybody. Um, I was going to go ahead and just say really why I wanted to talk about it. Um, uh, basically, uh, well, I already had my first microdose. Um, the first two hours were going well. I thought I didn't really take uh, that much, but I still uh, started feeling my body like tingling, calm, happy. Um, are you guys still able to hear me? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Just making sure. Um, then after a certain while, the regular anxiety that I have, the depressive thought just started to kick in, but to a more intense level. And I tried my best to surrender to it and just let it be. But at a certain point, I my mind just going crazy. And I'm just like, what do I do? What do I do? I try to go about my day, you know, went to like the a nature trail that I usually go to you know, just to walk around, relax, but for about three hours, it's just, <laughs> just a bad experience. And I don't want to say I did anything wrong, but I, my idea is just, I don't want to quit on it because yeah. afterwards I do feel this sort of slow. I did feel a good couple of side effects afterwards where I can go about my day and a lot slower. And I just I can kind of trigger the happiness a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to say that uh, unfortunately, this is part of the process. So every time you're going to microdose to any degree whatsoever, what you're really doing is you're letting go of all your walls, which means that the things you've been keeping at bay are suddenly going to be that much harder to deal with. But that's why we're doing them, because the only way to get to that peace and that calm where everything slows down at the end is to get rid of all of the shit that's keeping us from it the rest of the time. And so mushrooms, psychedelics as a whole, they lower our walls, which means we have to deal with it, which is why people get very emotional on psychedelics. That's why people go to dark places on psychedelics is because they're always there. We're just distracting ourselves from it. And that's why our life turns to shit is because we're not facing it. So mushrooms are a chance to face it. But I would say you did the right thing. You went for a walk, you allowed it to process because that's it. 
just don't think about yourself. Like suddenly you're going through this stuff and that means you've done something wrong. If anything, you've done exactly what you need to do because now that you've gone through that hard trip, the next one's going to be easier. See, every hard trip makes the next one easier because you're always unpacking more shit every time yeah. and you're gaining confidence because you can get through it, right? So you won't be so afraid the next time. Yeah, that's so that's really what I wanted to hear because I did the last thing I really wanted to hear was, oh man, it didn't go great. It's not for you. Don't do it. You know, I'm not the one. I really I'm big on analogies and I'll think, you know, oh, you started a new job, probably have some anxiety. You don't know how everything goes. But as you keep going to the job, you learn everything. Like you said, gain your confidence, the walls close down new clientele comes to you you just you get better at it beautifully said i just thought that the biggest reason i thought to take it all i've seen is just positive feedback on youtube comments and online research and my friend who helped me uh, get the amount of microdose told me his dad just took it and oh man he was having the time of his life you know so I really thought, man, everyone's just taking it and just having a great experience. Like they're just being happy the whole time. And it's really what I heard. It's well, it's really what I heard from them, you know? And so after my experience, I was just devastated because I, obviously I had a good two hours, but my mind just was just focused on those three as if I did something wrong. And I'm just thinking, oh man, am I the one person who this doesn't work for, you know? No, not at all. I, I just want you to know it's a normal thing. But again, everybody has a different trip because everybody's had a different life, right? The other thing is that some people are willing to go deeper. Like the fact that you were willing to look at those things in those three hours that you didn't just, you know, run to something that was going to pull you out of it. That's a good thing. You know, like the, you let that process happen. But like I said, it's going to change each time. I'm going to pass to Andrew now. Thank you. Yeah, they often, they often say you don't get the trip you want, you get the trip you need. And I think that's yeah. very much the case. You know, there, there's there's an intelligence in the mushrooms that is a lot deeper than, you know, our cerebral idea of like, ah, oh, was this a good or a bad experience? Like, there's so much more to it. There's so much more that can come out of it. And when you understand, when you, you know, drop that fear and and just kind of build some some of that faith in yourself and recognize the mushrooms for what they are, that they're they're doing something in there and and just kind of understand that going into each and every trip or microdose or whatever it may be that I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know if this is going to be super comfortable and fun and goofy or super uncomfortable. And I'm going to be working through some things. I've had a number of mushroom trips and they've all ranged from somewhere in between that. I've had ones where I've had like hellish imagery. It's because I was going back to like a traumatic experience when I was younger that I like re-experienced, saw it from a completely different point of view and was able to kind of like put it to bed after that. Was it super comfortable going through that? Fuck no. It was like one of the worst experiences of my childhood or young adult life. And yet I still went through it and there was still a ton of benefit coming out the other end. And so we never really know what the implications of it are going to be. But as long as you let go of those, you know, cerebral ideas of oh is this is this a good or a bad trip that i'm experiencing it's like it's an experience and there's things to learn from it as you let go of your idea of whether or not it's it's a good or a bad experience 
Right. I, to, to be honest, when I, I have my notes kind of written down in case like a bad trip happens or I'm not even on streams, but I just will get overwhelmed. One of the ones I looked at is just how you said, it's not a good or bad, or it's only a bad feeling if you process it that way. It's, I forget the exact words you used in one of your uh, videos, but you know, it, the more you resist it, was it the more you resist it persists? And, you resist persists. Yeah. yeah, I was doing my best to try that out, but at a certain point, you just forget. You forget everything you learned about how to deal with these intensities. But oh, yeah. Yeah, the big idea was just, the big idea for me to come on uh, to talk to you guys was just, I really, I didn't want to quit on it. I got something out of it, uh, even though there were bad moments. Um, afterwards, the next couple of days, I saw myself like, whoa, I can actually manually slow down, feel happy. It just was, I was able to do it. You'll feel lighter, but it's not a pharmaceutical. It's definitely not something that's like, here, take this, you'll feel better. But it is something like, here, take this, your intelligence is going to process a bunch of shit that it hasn't had the time. Right. To. Yeah, I really just want to, not to be like too certain, but I just want to get your idea. It's, was it normal that happened? Yep. Will you just get better at it as yep. you keep doing it? You know, because I really, I don't want to quit on it. You know, I found something that maybe that could work and it will. You know, there, just there's a lot of it. things that a therapist can tell you, but you, you can't learn everything. Sometimes I feel like there's an option out there that can help you learn better. Yeah, absolutely. I do got to ask you one question, though. Do you know how much the microdose was last time around? It was 1.5. But the reason I took 1.5 is I weigh a lot. I'm a big guy and I'm on a, a lot of SSRI medication. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to recommend half gram. So 0.5. Gram. 0.5. I took 0.5 at first. I'll say that a couple, a little while passed. And I'm like, maybe I should just take the rest. Yeah. Take the 0.5. Yeah, I, sit I it out for the two hours. I definitely agree with you. For sure. Once you've had a 0.5 trip, say three or four times, you'll have that confidence that you were saying, like, just like starting a new job right at point five, you'll be like, okay, I know what this feels like now. And then you can up it from there without any like of that. Oh my God, everything's crashing in on me feeling, but take it slow at first. Cause it is a very different way of experiencing yourself. Totally right. different in terms of how things process. So, so take it easy, take your time, be patient and uh, keep us up to date. Thank you so much. Thank you, Renata. See you later guys. All right. Have a good one, man. Bye-bye. Bye. This yeah. has been a fucking fantastic call-in show. I love these. It took a little while to get us rolling. Thank you for everyone who participated in this, everyone who had the intention to participate in this, everybody who's participating in the comments section. We always appreciate your support and your participation and everything else. And remember, if you didn't call in today, there's no shame. That's okay. There's going to be lots of these shows. And if, if you're more comfortable, you can join us in about 20 minutes. Patreon.com slash Dualistic Unity. It is a tier two group tonight that goes on for 90 minutes, which means that you can shoot the breeze with us, uh, with Brittany, who I know will be there. I think Jade might be there as well. There's going to be a lot of community members that, that we often see. And so if you'd like to be there, we'd love to see you. 
Hell yeah, pumped for it. I fucking love these call-in shows. They're so much fun. Uh, just getting, I mean, this is what what we started with. Like, even, even getting into season two, we were like, how do we get more people involved? All right, do guests. And then it was like Discord, Patreon, groups, roundtable, blah, blah, blah. Now we have just so many different ways that we interact with people. Like we talked about or talked with someone on our classic episode earlier today. It was fucking awesome guy um that you know that'll be out i mean very excited for everyone to listen to that one because that was cool and some of his music is fucking awesome like so i'm I'm not gonna say you know the band or the guy or or whatever but there is one song that if you enjoy duelist community podcast you're gonna fucking love that one i've listened to it probably yeah i don't know getting close to 100 i actually know the lyrics by my heart now yeah i uh <laughs> oh man but anyway it's just yeah it's a it's a blast and then getting to talk to a bunch of people some people you'd never met some people we'd spoken to a bunch just now and now we get to go talk with a bunch more people about different stuff oh man good shit work oh, man <laughs> it's a dream come true like to me right like this was my big beef about life coaching was that you feel so limiting because you're only able to talk to one person at a time and you have to charge them. And, and this is so much more of what I've always wanted, which is to, to perpetuate this discussion, not to be important, not to teach anything, not to do anything like that, but just to provide a space where I can share everything I've worked so hard to let myself be. So you can do the same thing and not feel like you have to be anything at all. Just that. It's so interesting. Like that is the whole purpose of dualistic unity. Just be yourself. And we talk about so many different subjects and yeah, it can get, you know, very metaphysical. It can get very philosophical. It can get a little scientific and go in all kinds of different directions. But the underlying message is just that we're glad you're here. And you can take that however you like that you're, we're glad that you're here with us, or we're glad that you are here, that you are the here and now that you're everything and that we're a part of that. And so this is really just sharing that with you because why the fuck not? Like I have eternity to be myself. Why wouldn't I spend it with all of me, which is all of you? Amen. And sometimes we even get into discussions about duck penises because why the fuck not? We're sitting in eternity. (laughs) Might as well cover funny looking duck penises. And now maybe that'll be the first thing we go into in, uh, in Patreon. If anyone's curious, I'm sure a bunch of people have, googled what the fuck does a duck penis look like now and uh yeah they're, they're pretty funny looking <laughs> this episode sponsored by ducks <laughs> uh, uh, duck watching can be a lot of fun though you, you really start to see yourself in the in the ducks in a way like see that their interactions are actually not that different from humans same with all all the animals like we're not above any of it no, if anything, we're less civilized to a very large degree. Um, I did want to mention something on the topic of on the topic of ducks and wildlife as a whole. We have one ticket left for our April retreat, which is coming up in five weeks. Kind of fucking mind blowing. Um, one ticket left. You can join us. It's going to be incredible. We're on Port. We're in Port Alberni on Vancouver Island in Canada. The nature is gorgeous. There are ducks, eagles, 
deer, salmon. We're literally right beside a river in this 4,500 square foot lodge. It's got a hot tub. It's got this outdoor contained gazebo with like a fireplace in it, a wood fireplace, no less. So we chop wood and we get the fire going and all that. We have bonfires. There's so much in terms of this experience. It goes from April 1st to April 9th. If you are looking for the opportunity to really embody all the change you've been working on, to really have that space to work on yourself, to let go without everybody going like, what are you doing? Validate me. Come and pay attention to this because it's fucking important to me and all that shit. Without any of that bullshit, you can just be yourself with a bunch of other people who don't want any, any of that bullshit. And we have a fucking fantastic chef who's going to be there to make sure that as we go through all these awesome insights, perfect time, and they come out and go, dinner's ready, and we can all eat and enjoy each other's company. It is the closest thing to heaven on earth that Andrew and I can create right now. And so if you can make it, we would love to see you. April 1st to April 9th, you can get your tickets at dualisticunity.com. Fuck yeah. Looking forward to seeing a number of you there and chatting with a number of you in a couple minutes on Patreon. Great chatting. Bye, everyone.